It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew, Mo, and Mookie. Yo, yo. Nothing but bull. We're missing, That's right. We're missing Danny this <laughs> week because uh, he had to go see the doctor and I don't know what else, but. Well, he, he's not on injured reserve, but he is on, I think he's what, on the one, you know, not quite the disabled list. He's just kind of like a uh, game time decision for next week. Yeah, <laughs> a last minute, uh, last minute trade out. Mm-hmm. He's just a, no, it's a like, little sick of talking to us. Yeah, exactly. Good one. <laughs> uh, he, it's like in hockey where they uh, they don't list the injury; they just say upper body or lower body injury. So Danny is uh, lower body you know, injury. Upper... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a handicap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my bad. Um, yeah. So, well, how uh, are you guys great. doing? Not bad, man. Yeah, What's going on with you good. guys? A little bit of snow, a little bit of cold in this early November. That's about right. Yep. Looking at 28 degrees here. Dude, I think uh, I think we're pretty freaking close to you with that temp. Mm. We got uh, we got snow early this morning and it snowed all day. Mm-hmm. I just I just got sent you guys over a picture of that, but okay, we're not yeah. that cold right now, but. <laughs> We, Smoking we, we, will, is just we tough, built it. We, we built. We'll be tonight. I think we're supposed to get to nineteen. Mm. Of course, you guys will be at like four. Yeah. <laughs> people stuff. listen. People listening are probably like, if they're talking about the weather, they probably have no fucking topics again. Uh, that's, <laughs> we got an hour that's, of the weather, and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only time skilling. <laughs> Oh, it's interesting, shit. though, about winter smoking. I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how much it sucks to smoke outside in the winter. And and we both kind of want these you know, sheds or something out back someday, mm-hmm. build the smoking shed. But I think we might have hit on the answer for the short term. You know how people get these like pop-up ice fishing shanty things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to get one of them like ice fishing tents to stick out back. Like, like a duck blind. And a little... Sort of nice. like a, an electric heater or a gas heater or something out there. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd do it. So, sure would. So I actually used to podcast in uh, the the rent house I was in. Um, had a little building out back that was probably like a six foot by ten foot building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I threw some lights and a space heater in there, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. Kick it on yeah. like thirty Sounds minutes right. before the he- the heater, and it was great. It would get toasty. Toasty. Yeah, toasty and tasty. Toasty and tasty. <laughs> what more can so you I, want? Saw, I saw somebody post the other day. They said um, they were smoking a cigar, and I think they had labeled it. And I think I sent this to you guys. They said, love at first puff. And I thought that was a bit extreme. And here's why. How many times have you Never. smoked a cigar where you're <laughs> like, man, you get through like the first couple puffs or maybe the first third? And you're like, God, this is awesome. It's pretty- and then it just it, then it just goes south from there. Yeah, that does happen. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, how you know, and that's the thing I have, you know, these days that I found with a lot of a lot of cigars is what I call a lack of follow through and a lack a lack of depth of flavor. And I know that I've talked about this on some of like the shows that I've been on where they've kind of asked me about that, but it's to me, it's important to have a profile that follows through, as, you know, as you bring the smoke in, you let the cigars, you know, swirl around or whatever. And then when you exhale it out, that flavor should stay with you. And a lot sure. of times, man, what I'm seeing is, you know, granted some of the, like the old school stuff that all has that, you know, if you're smoking Opus, if you're smoking, you know, you're the monkey dab it up, you're smoking all this stuff, man, it all has that, you know, and that's what makes those cigars special in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm seeing yeah. that too far and few between now on a lot of the stuff coming out. Where you'll be yeah. hit with like this nice initial flavor and then it just like dissipates. It's like the, the one minute man of cigars. I don't know. But I mean, really, yeah. can you say a cigar is love at first puff? I can say I hate a cigar at the first <laughs> puff. Yeah. Really? That quickly? 
I've had that a few times, and then you you get a half inch in, and it changes. Mm-hmm. You, you got to give it time. But I have had, some, dude. There's times you can take, and you're like, no, this is dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on mo you know yeah no i get it yeah Let, yeah let's go I back to it. the to the robert day that uh he gave us that cigar oh, and we both God. felt so terrible and we smoked most of it yep <laughs> oh there was well, one cigar cute. that we had at a at a lounge and i tried smoking it i got like three puffs in and i was like this is the worst cigar i've ever had <laughs> and everybody else said no way not not a chance right so we went and bought some more because that's what you do um and just about everybody <laughs> tried it and they all got like three puffs into the cigar and were like this is unsmokable wow now was it so, something that ha- that people had high hopes for it was something that I had high hopes for because the band was cool, but not something I'd heard anything good about Ooh, before. Um, hadn't heard anything about. So it was from was cool. You're too well, veteran to say stuff like that. Well, but it was from a cigar maker that has like a good reputation. Oh, okay. Like there other you stuff go. Too. There um, you go. Okay. But I was I was hopeful. It, it turned yeah. out pretty crappy. Mm, fair enough. Literally the worst cigar I've ever smoked. Come on. Absolutely true. <laughs> then you've never smoked. No. I was so there was um you know like you know i don't quite see it as much on forums anymore um i mean i shouldn't say that i do but you remember like a few years ago when i was more active on on cigar forums you know like when you would bomb people with cigars yeah and you send that one crappy one every time (laughs) uh, no but man you know there was a guy uh a really really nice guy uh awesome guy um, I'd sent him some, some pretty solid stuff, you know, and I, in, in looking at what he smoked, I knew that I wasn't exactly going to be getting a lot of great stuff back, but I, I didn't care. You know what I mean? It was more about That's not the point. Right? This guy had done some really cool shit for people on the forum. And I'm just like, dude, I'm going to send this guy cigars. And I'm like, I don't even want anything back from you, dude. Just like you're cool as fuck and you deserve this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he ended up sending me some stuff back and there was one cigar in particular and I'll never forget it. It was like this I don't even remember the name, but it was like this Maduro and you could tell the wrapper was cooked. You know, it was fairly obvious. And like I'm like holding it in my hand, I'm almost like getting like stuff on my fingers and it's like the smoke like when I would light it, it would turn blue. <laughs> it, it was man, mm. it was the craziest thing. Sounds amazing. Like I've never seen anything like that. That was the worst cigar I've ever had. <laughs> Speaking of bad cigars, uh it's uh it's halfway Patina. through November <laughs> and it's it's no front November. <laughs> no front November. How's so that coming along? If you guys are yeah, if you guys remember Mo is is leading a movement or maybe it's a, a movement uh to to have everybody actually post up the cigars they smoke, not just all the good shit. So how's it going, man? Uh, there hasn't been a lot of traction, uh, you know, there's, there's, to be honest, there's, uh, to be real, uh, it sounds a lot like patina, but, uh, no, uh, but, um, no, I listen, I, obviously listen, when you have 1500 followers, um, it's not like you're going to make a big social media statement. Okay. And, and that's really not what I was shooting for. Uh, it was more so just even if you can get like one person to just whatever, right? Yeah. There's a guy on Instagram, the loyalist garage or the loyalist garage. He actually posted a patina. Uh, he, he had commented on one of my no front November posts. And he said, for keeping it real, I'm going to go smoke a patina. So he posted a patina about three or four days later. and says, you know, as promised, you know, and yeah. And I just told him a man who keeps his word never has to front. Right. That was kind of my response to it. And, no matter what, the the point is, is I just want people to feel like, and, and sometimes it's telling yourself too, right? Um, and it's a reminder for all of us that we don't have to uh, put on a show. Yeah. That it's okay to just be you, <laughs> whatever that yep. is. <clears throat> um, yep, for sure. And, and, you know, I saw this meme that I thought was very interesting. Not a meme, it's actually a quote, but I don't remember the author. But it was like, comparison is the ultimate thief of joy. Sure. And, mm. yeah. and I totally believe that. 
because if you're constantly comparing yourself to what other people are doing, no matter what your line of work is, no matter who your social circles are, um, you're going to find yourself like feeling like you're missing something rather than appreciating what you have. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think somebody's that, got more than you, no matter what you got, they got yeah, more. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always somebody more intelligence, more money, more cigars. All yeah, that stuff. A- absolutely. Absolutely. So just let the comparison shit go. Mm-hmm. Just be, just live your life, man. Yep. You know, or woman, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't like to discriminate on this podcast. We know we have some female listeners, which is great. You know, mm-hmm. and actually speaking of, I think so. Cool. And uh, speaking of, um, we are going to be having uh, Erica Arroyo on probably within the next couple weeks, who is Eric Can on Instagram, who's kind of like, you know, taking this, you know, um, movement of women in the cigar industry and, and carving a niche and and it's very and she's a very interesting person so I look forward to having her on I think that's gonna be a really cool perspective yeah she's awesome uh, dude. yeah uh, been a big supporter of uh, of Patina and Lombacho and and speaking uh, of people who don't front either oh no no I mean it's all legit everything yeah. she does is legit it's not uh, yeah it's great What else we got tonight, Cal? Yeah, so I ran into this this purchasing thing, and you guys are every now and then you like cut out for a minute. So let me know if it if it drops. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into it to this thing where I, I bought some cigars online from a site that I've never ordered from before, and I want to walk okay. you through this, and I want your opinion on what you would have done in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this box of cigars I was ordering. It's a hundred dollar box of cigars, okay. and so I go to order it. And Must be a five a, count for cow. Yeah, it's a ten count. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, so they have a discount code that you can use on their site, right? Ten mm-hmm. percent. So I use my discount code. So I have this ninety dollar order, right? This is relevant. Did we just lose them at the most important part? I think so. Was that maybe his, God's way of saying? Was that part of his story? I don't know say no discounts can be applied okay so, oh, so you you're can't back apply a discount right, we, we lost you we lost oh, you a back. second oh sorry about that yeah. sorry about that so i was saying that that after i'd placed my order with my 10 percent off they changed the the listing to say no discounts can be applied yeah okay and then they sent me a new receipt after i got my receipt for the original price right for a hundred dollars after i'd put in 90 on the site and with no other information, they just said, "Here's your new hundred dollar receipt." Mm-hmm. What would you do? So wait, you you took the discount. Yep. They they then, didn't apply it. Well, they did on the site. I checked out and I got yeah. a receipt saying it was ninety dollars. Okay. And then nothing happens until I get a new receipt saying that it's a hundred dollars that they've charged my credit card. Well, so you didn't get cool. the discount. You didn't authorize yeah, didn't. them to charge 100 You authorized to charge 90 That is That is a fact. That's true. Um, cool. Now, is this a reputable website from, from what you... It's supposed to be. Okay. They're a major cigar shop. A major cigar shop. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You've heard of them. I guarantee it. And you've never ordered from them before. Is that right? Have you have you ordered from them before, Cal? I think we lost them again. Cal's Wi-Fi is shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's temperamental. I'm sorry, I lost you guys again. You need to be yeah, no problem. Go, yeah, go closer really to the air conditioner. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know what's going on. Wi-Fi is okay. So, so what would you do? So you have ordered from them before or no? No, I never before. Okay. okay. But other people have had good experiences with them. They have experiences with them. I don't know if they're good or not. On a level okay. of on a on a scale of one to ten, how bad do you want these cigars? Yeah. I don't know, like five, right? Any cigar I want, I can get somewhere else. If it was five, sure. I'd probably bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, fair. you know, I, I think 
you know, the worst thing you could do, um, in my opinion, and I do this all the time, so I'm like yelling at myself, is not say anything. Where you're just sure. like, okay, I'm not going to say shit, but guess what? I'm never going back there again. Yeah, right. right? True. That's the, that's the worst thing you could do. Sure. Um, and I do it all the time, and I hate myself for it. And I've, I've thought about seeking seeking counseling, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the yeah. the thing is, we're is not that, counseling for you, right? Yeah, no, this is like the opposite. This is like <laughs> puts me in a deeper hole. Um, but uh, yeah, call me Danny Vasquez. <laughs> Oh. How, deep, how, how deep is your hole, you know? Um, Deeper than wider. Right, that's right. <laughs> so, but the point is, is that I feel like if you have any intention or if you feel like there's stuff that they're going to have maybe in the future that you can't get anywhere else or whatever, it's probably worth your while to just say, hey, guys, what? I mean, if they're, if they're worth anything, they're going to fix it. That's what I thought, too. Then I don't know how Uh-oh. some of those systems work. So if it was like an automated deal where the computer caught it and just automatically sent it out? Yeah, maybe. So so what I did next is I sent them an email that just said, hey, guys, like, I had a discount. Now I don't have a discount, and my credit card was charged a different amount. What's up with that? Yeah. Their their entire response was, you can't use a discount on this product. What? Hmm. Oh, I see. And why can't you use a discount on that product? It's an exclusive for them. It makes sense that you can't use a discount on it. That seems fine. But they had okay. screwed it up on their website. It didn't say that, and I could. Gotcha. Huh. If it's their fault, they should have. Yeah, agreed. Because normally let your slide and whoever after you, fix I mean, it. fix it. Sure. Normally they don't. Normally there'll be a disclaimer on something that's not that discount codes don't don't apply yeah. to, right? And, then, and in yep. this case, they didn't have that, right? Right, not when I ordered. They added yeah, it later. Then that's, what's, that's on the shop. They should yeah. honor it. Yeah, so my response to them was that I would have been perfectly fine with them canceling my order or asking me if I still wanted it or any of that stuff, but they didn't do that, and they charged my credit card something I didn't ask for. So cancel my order. I'm never going to talk to you guys again. That's my answer. And then I put them on blast in every group that I'm in. Um, so I hope they enjoy their $10. So can you, can you, well, if you already put them on blast, can you share with, with us who, who that was? Um, we'll just say that the cigar I was trying to buy was the, the new, uh, the new version of the little Boris from Taiwan. I knew it. Yeah. That's what I figured. Okay. So they could, they could deduce who it is. You can figure it out if you care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought that was just a crappy response. Yeah. Well, because, like, it's fine if you're like, oh, hey, dude, sorry about that. Is that cool? Sure. I would have bought him. Yeah. Yeah, we, we fucked up. Our bad. So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting when these weird things happen with shops. Because, you know, normal things happen every day. Yeah. That's normal. But, like, the weird things really tell me about a shop, I think. You know, I was skeptical of... Uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy the little Boris because I just... <clears throat> I don't know. Just wasn't sure if I did. But uh, Tatawahi does Ecuadorian Sumatra very, very well. And that's a Sumatra yeah. cigar, right? I think so. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I think so. Probably pretty good. Probably so. Yeah. I ain't going to worry about it. So technically, you can't actually get those from anywhere else. Uh, you can. You can. According to what I read on Half Wheel, at least, there's 1,500 boxes and 1,000 are there and 500 elsewhere. Oh, okay. All right. So I probably could. Yeah. But I also don't care that much. There's a lot of cigars that I can buy from a lot of good guys. Yeah. I have a hard time dealing with people that are not going to be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I will tell you there is there is one online shop. You know, to me. To me, Small Batch does a really good job. Yep. And, And when we talk about this. I'm not trying to take away from the people I don't mention because I just don't know everybody out there. Yeah. But I could tell you that uh, as I travel across the country, there are a few that people continuously talk about, uh, Small Bash being one of them. And, and mm-hmm. Andrew does a great job. And I mean, we should probably have him back on the podcast. That was, uh, that a, was a cool yeah. podcast. Yeah. And they're doing some great <clears throat> stuff. Um, 
an, an up and comer, like if, if I were looking at like, uh, like if I'm a talent scout, but, um, is Janice Tabak. Yeah. With Shad. With Shad. I mean, he's a great he's, dude. He's a great dude. He has some really cool shit and he is, he's kind of making some noise. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a fantastic guy, great shop, and, and one of my favorite things about him is he just loves cigars so much. I don't know if you know this guy before, but he's like had walk-ins at his house for like forever. Mm-hmm. He's got a crap ton of cigars. He knows his cigars inside and out. Right. So you know he's selling you good stuff. So, um, it, It's interesting because... We've had, so we had talked about you. So you went and visited Tyler at Havana Lounge in West Dallas, Wisconsin, right? This past weekend. Yeah. Now? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Hung out with so, some people there. I saw Brad. He came out too. Did he really? My buddy Chris Wait, was came, there. It was a nice. party. <laughs> he came out. Well, he didn't come out. He, it's about time. God damn it. To the cigar lounge. <laughs> he came to the cigar lounge to hang out. Brad came out. Um, so it was me and Brad and Tyler and my good buddy Chris, who's a, a hell of a dude. So, but uh, it was a good time. So, it was neat. Um, I think Brad had said before on the podcast, and I'd heard from a couple people that 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 humidor was really just not great. But I think Tyler has turned it around. It's real nice. So that's what I wanted to say. Is that thank you for leading into that. Is we've had the opportunity to talk with some really fucking great retailers on our, um, you know, with. Vince from B&B is another guy that yes. does a lot of, like, over-the-phone or online stuff. I mean, he's, like, what I would say, like, underrated in the, in the you know, uh, internet game. Uh, he does a really good job. But what I would love to talk about with Tyler is Tyler went into a shop that, for all intents and purposes, was not that great. And the dude goes in there, resurrects their humidor, and, I mean, that place is popping, man. Yeah, they they were selling a lot of cigars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to get him on here. Yeah, and talk about you know what was what was your planning? What how did you go about like because creating creating an atmosphere is one thing that people want to be in. But I mean, Drew and I saw when we lived in Tulsa that one place that you and I would go hang out at in Broken Arrow, uh, not the yes, not Box, but the other one. Yes, uh, had a really cool atmosphere. But their humidor was yes. just, I mean, literally nothing you'd want to smoke. Sure. And so it's a combination. And I don't yeah. care how cool your atmosphere is. If you don't have a humidor that matches your clientele, then it's just not going to matter. You know? Yep. Yeah, so we got to get him on here. I'm, I'm sure he'd be down. He's cool oh, yeah. He, he, listens, he listens to every podcast. In fact, I think he's one of the people that's actually gone back and listened to old ones. Thank you. So that's very cool. Hell yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are, there's a lot of really, really good people that do some really damn good things in this industry. Mm-hmm. And there's no sense in rewarding the people that don't. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things I can spend my money. And that's, that's the same thought I've had with cigars, too. That there are there are cigar manufacturers out there that I just don't want to support because they're not as awesome as the other guys. Yeah. So I my money should go to good people, in my opinion, so at least as much as I can. I mean, obviously that can't happen for all your money. Uh, sure. But I can choose where the cigar money goes, and it's going to go to good people who make good cigars, and it's going to go to good retailers. So. Agreed. Um, so if, you know, if, if anybody wants a cut of my, you know, my, my very small amount of uh, cigar budget <laughs> compared to how much it'll take you to operate, that's all you got to do. <laughs> so it's interesting, Kyle, because what I run into a lot, um, being a smaller brand, is guys want a deal to bring yeah, in the absolutely. cigar. Yep. Okay. Absolutely, they do. Um, so first of all, I'm not General or Altatus. Sure. I'm not fucking, you know, Oliva <laughs> or, um, you know, whoever else is vertically integrated, right? You know, La Galera, uh, I mean, my father now, okay? Mm-hmm. 
I am not those guys. Yeah, it costs you money. So so my deals are never going to be like theirs. But on top of it, they want the same. And, and then you could tell because there are the guys that are like, you know what, bro? I'm going to build your brand. I don't need a discount. I don't need whatever. When you get to a certain point, we'll start to talk about that stuff. But for now, we know where you're at. And we just want to help, you know, want to build this thing. Yeah. So if, why would I give somebody a discount above and beyond the people that have stuck by me? And why would I give you that just because of who you are? Why would I? It's just a volume question, right? Do you want to go discounts and volume or do you want to go full price and long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because ultimately, man, um, loyalty, I believe, will supersede any short-term gain. That's probably my, true. You know? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I met a guy this weekend that smokes mostly patina now. Hmm. Boom. Believe it or not. Yeah, I don't believe it, but. <laughs> I mean, he said so, at least. And is Tyler it, uh, him is up it on Tyler? Him. No, no. <laughs> I mean, he he seems to smoke a lot of patina, but this this other dude, that's his go-to. That's awesome, man. Yeah, bro, that's that's all you could ask for. But I'm going to be loyal to the dudes that are loyal to me. You know, I just just opened up a shop in uh, my first shop in Houston, Texas, or the Houston, Texas area. Uh, Smoke Ring, uh, managed by a a guy, Tyler, who, you know, we talked about a little bit last week uh, with Danny. Um, and so they ended up bringing in the cigars and, and those are going to be there, which is very exciting for me. And the one thing I told him is you're the first shop in in the Houston area to take a shot on me. And therefore, if it works out and you guys continue to order, I'm going to be forever loyal to you because you, when people don't need you and don't have to be nice to you or don't have to be loyal to you, that's when their true character shines. Mm-hmm. And those are the guys that you want to reward when you're in a position to reward people later on. Yeah. Like, that's the shit I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like some you family know. shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's legit. So I got a random tobacco fact for Here us. Here we go. go there. Oh, yeah. This is from a new Just, book. We got it. Got to switch it up. No, it's an old book. I got I got a crap ton of cigar books these days, though. Um, <laughs> so just for fun, uh, back in the 1880s, it was incredibly popular to pick up discarded cigar and cigarette butts and pieces, right? And then there were people who would take those discarded pieces and they would they would sort of recycle them, right? They'd take all the little parts out and and remake new cigarettes or cigars or whatever and make a crap ton of money off it. You'd have kids go around the streets collecting this stuff for you, and then you'd recycle half-used cigars into brand-new cigars. Nice. So, next time you smoke a cigar, just think that there's no way that happened, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully not. Yeah. Maybe some of the cigars you smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Who smoked the first half of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Jeff. Oh, Jeff. You know, somebody was telling me that they were um, they were overseas and they were, uh, I want to say China. And it was amazing to them how many people would literally light up a cigar, take one or two puffs, and then they'd be done. Really? Wow. Yes. Why? I don't know. Seems wasteful. I mean, to some degree, I think it's a status symbol thing. Like, okay. um, I think that's part of it, but I got so much money. I can smoke through the whole box of of Cohiba in one night, one puff each. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pimp. Of course, you can do that anyway. Interesting. With your uh, lance arrows. Yeah. So, Kyle, you had a nice post today—the obligatory Davidoff section of this podcast. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think we were talking Davidoff. Here it goes. Today. We're oh, always yeah. talking Davidoff. 
Yeah. You're well, gonna get I mean, an angry I, message from Brad. <laughs> as I said, uh, as I said in the text message group with Danny, I said this is gonna be the first episode in a couple of weeks where it doesn't feel like a Romacraft infomercial. But um, you know, because it's gonna feel like a Davidoff infomercial. Yeah, well, that yeah, and like I said, that kind of makes us like a extension of Half Wheel. But um, either way, yeah, that was an interesting post. Have you smoked that Florida selection yet? Not yet, not yet. I just got the one, and it uh, it's still resting before I can get to it. Uh, resting. Taking a little nap. You got to make sure to get the, the right humidity on it first. It's it's resting. Nice. It's, it's resting. Well, it's not aging. It's not going to last that long. Oh, okay. So let's answer your own question from the, the post. What I answered the, it in the post. I know, but I didn't, <laughs> the I most, didn't read it. You <laughs> jackass. The most memorable <laughs> Davidoff. <laughs> uh, the most memorable Davidoff that I had. Um, so we, I do these blind reviews, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I was sitting out last week. Oh, the winter. Year of the Dog story, yeah. Yeah, the Year of the Dog. I was sitting out in, in this, like, 20-degree weather just smoking the cigar, being like, I can't get enough of this thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to come inside at all. And at the end, I finally had to. Davidoff, Year of the Dog. Interesting. Yeah. So That's a good cigar. It's impressive. I, I still take I, I still take the monkey over it, but it's a damn good cigar. That's legit. What's your favorite Davidoff, Mo? Since we're talking mm, Davidoff, I think I, yeah, pro- Drew, probably. you better get ready, man. I don't have one. I don't smoke Davidoff. <laughs> uh, I think, Ever? I think you've you never had one. Uh, yeah, I've had a few, but and it's really weird because you're Pura, such a Dominican tobacco Ouro. guy. Yeah, yeah, you really like that one. Those are good. You can't get them anymore. No. Yeah. A few places you'll see them, but that's, it's few and far between. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, I still think you're the monkey for me. I really do. Um, yeah, I would have to say that. It's a good cigar. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because you're the pig (laughs) is going to have a similar blend profile, I think with the, uh, Ecuadorian Habano. And then uh, San Andreas uh, binder, which is what the monkey had. Hmm. So that sounds was, pretty I, good. I know. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna set the pocketbook back a little bit, but. Uh oh. Haven't bought cigars <laughs> in a while, so unlike Danny, I still have to buy some cigars. Yeah, but, Danny. Uh, he so probably... I was gonna, just gonna keep <laughs> taking small shots at him, so he makes sure he's on next week. <laughs> he'll he'll take he'll those shots to... back. If, if if anybody listened to the last week's, he'll have to start buying cigars anyways. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You the guys cigars, smoke anything good this week? Cigars for Vasquez is, is out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what did I smoke this week? Um, anything that stood out? Give me anything at all. Think on that. I'm still continuously impressed with that La Gran Oferta or whatever that my father, the yeah, new one. That's real nice. That's a good cigar, man. They yep. did a nice job on that. I thought yeah, that's probably the best, recommend. best cigar that they've come out with in a long time. Because I, I wasn't yep. a huge fan of La Palencia. I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, you know, the judge is okay. Um, yeah. But this cigar is damn good. And, and people might laugh at me, but there were shades of the Pepin tenure in it some of the flavor profile a little bit that kind of reminded me of that. Um, so I, I really liked it. The, my father 10th anniversary was good too, or yeah, the, my father 10. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not the, not the Pepin 15 year, but the, my father 10 year, uh, <laughs> is pretty good. That was a good cigar. I smoked that recently. Um, that sounds all right. Yeah. So yeah, my father's doing a lot of cool stuff, man. I mean, between between my father and Tatawahe, there's some some good stuff coming out from there. Yeah, pretty tough to miss with either one, I think. Yeah, for sure. So that's all good. Um, How about you? I had uh, the only new one I smoked this week. Everything else I'd already smoked was uh, the the Crowned Heads Court Reserve. That was my my new cigar for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I what I was not wowed. I know a lot of my friends are pretty wowed by that cigar, but I thought it was kind of meh. Um, so I'll just try <laughs> another one, give it another shot, see how it goes. But I, I didn't think it was that great. 
Okay, so how many how many shots do you give? Depends how bad it is. Okay. Um, if if it's really bad, it gets no more shots. If I thought it was like mediocre, I'll give it another try if it's new. Right? Like okay. maybe that cigar had just gotten to the shop or something and then yeah. it's all screwed up, right? That happens. Yeah. So it gets another try. Um if it's if I know it's not new, mm-hmm. meh, I don't know, there's probably zero more shots. There's like a lot of cigars I can smoke that I haven't tried. Sure. I'm just not going to waste my time on crap, but yeah. I want to make sure it's actually not great before I, you know, relegate it to the the, the no more smoking pile. Do you right. have a? Uh, do you just remember what's yeah. what you don't like, or do you have like a like a band pile of good and bad or a list? Somewhere? Oh man, that would be amazing to have like a pile of like a, a list of cigars <laughs> that sucked. No, I don't have that. That would be amazing. <laughs> Need to start that. I was just wondering how you remember, list. but... No, I just remember. I gotcha. What always amazes me is, like, people will just jump on bandwagons and stuff. You know? Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting how, like, you start seeing one thing on, and let's just say, social media, cigar social media, and then all of a sudden everyone's posting it. Yeah. You gotta be crazy. in and, and then the it disappears. Kids. Yeah, and then it disappears. Then you're yeah. like, well, whatever happened to that? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Crazy. You got to be in the, the cool group. Don't want to be left behind. And I and I wanted to talk about this with Danny, with Danny on. And Save maybe it for we'll next just, week. We will. But I kind of wanted to, and, and maybe people could, you know, as people kind of maybe submit questions or whatever. But we had discussed a little bit in our in our group chat about how it is so crucial to build a core line before you could start yeah. just you know, coming out with a bunch of different stuff. And um, I know one of the things that I get from a lot of people is, well, when are you going to come out with this? Or when are you going to come out with that? And it's like, dude, I've been in the market for a year and a half. I mean, what, why would, I mean, to most people, my shit's still new. (laughs) You know, I mean, and it's like, it's hard to, I think sometimes people need to step back and understand the financial commitment that comes with bringing out a new blend. That is not an easy thing to do. Um, and, and, and that's where, where we're talking about comparison is the thief of joy, right? So, like, for me, I always got to keep in mind that, like, all these dudes that are coming out with all this stuff have been around for a long time, you know? Or they're and throwing I, money at it, right? Sure, right. And in which case, yeah, I mean... That's not how I. That's not how I believe you build a brand, right? Sure. Um, but uh, there is a huge financial commitment that comes with releasing a blend, whether it's one, two, three, four, ten. I mean, who knows what the future holds? But you got to make sure that you're prepared to do that and to support it the right way. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you can't just. And not only that, but a, one of the biggest things that I think is misunderstood is that. You need, when you come up with a blend or something that you're going to do on a large scale, it has to be it has to be able to be readily repeatable. And I know that probably sounds weird, but like you can't go find all this weird tobacco that you're gonna use in a blend that works amazing and then you're like, oh shit, now I can't do that anymore. Now I gotta make some shit up on the fly. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so, limited then. Exactly. So that's one thing too that you got to keep in mind is that whatever you come up with, is it easy to duplicate over and over and over and over and over again over years and years and years? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. it's the hope, right? So uh, I'm telling you, man, all you got to do is take your same exact cigar that you make today. And just throw a, a USA exclusive band on it. <laughs> It'd be gone. It's just as true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the limited. It's got yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars more a box. Yeah, actually, I think I am gonna double ban my cigars though on this next round. You got round. to, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you you might have to anyway because it's gonna start being tough to tell them apart. Otherwise, right? Like Habano mm-hmm. and Connecticut, you can tell apart, no problem. But right. if you throw a broadleaf in there, like, you know, people get that confused. 
<laughs> Are you being sarcastic? No, I think no, there are actually legitimately serious. like a decent number of people that wouldn't be able to tell the difference just looking at oh. them side by side. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's important. I mean, I just, what, what you want to do is you always want to feel like you understand something before you go ahead and just do it, right? Like, I'm not a huge planner, but I'm also not just do shit without thinking about it either, you know? I think sure. if you try to plan too much, you end up just out planning yourself to where, you know, I'll never forget, man. If you're a Bears fan, you're going to remember when um, Mike Martz was the offensive coordinator who happened to be, I think, the head coach from when the Rams made the, the Super Bowl or whatever back in the day. But he was regarded so, as like So, Mo, this, hold on. What, what about the 99.9% of the country who, who doesn't care about the Bears? Well, it's not just the Bears, but, I mean, he was regarded as one of the NFL's brightest offensive minds in, you know, the mid to late 2000, you know, from like the late 90s to, you know, mid 2010s or early 2010s, right? Um, but his offenses were so convoluted and so confusing that they ended up becoming not effective. Mm, you know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if like too, too many people on, need to be on the same page to make it work. Right. Exactly. Too easy to screw it up. Yep, exactly. So, anyway, that's kind of how I look at a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, don't beat the Bears. I think that's a, a pretty yeah, safe Oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're in first place, Cal. <clears throat> you know, so we're, every now we're and the then, got to throw them a bone. Mm. Throw them a bone. But either way. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how things go over the, you know, the rest of this year. And and as we move forward, I think you guys have seen, um, you know, the recent, the FDA banning e-cigarettes now. Or whatever, yeah. flavored e-cigarettes or something like that. So that's going to be, um, you know, so there are, there are some things that are starting to take shape now, right? Finally. Yeah, they seem to hate flavors. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's easy so, to attack. See where it goes. What's that? So that's easy to attack first, though. Yeah, low-hanging yeah, fruit, is. for sure. Yeah. Low-hanging artificial fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is some... I mean, look, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is there is some truth to the FDA's assertions about that stuff. I mean, the way the way this stuff is packaged, the flavors, the names of the flavors, these are legitimately things that are attractive to kids. There is well, truth to that. And let's let's be fair here. We wouldn't be in the position we're in necessarily if if cigarette companies hadn't specifically tried to target kids with cigarette sales back in the day. Absolutely not. Mm. You're absolutely right. Okay. So like here we are. We all get to deal with that. Yep. So people screwed up man i mean i'm gonna be without there there is i mean if we're gonna look at this objectively there's certainly some packaging right now in the cigar industry where you could go like eh, i mean not that it would appeal to kids but it's it's almost like video game-ish in a way oh sure it's all sure. those adult children right <laughs> Right. Those 18 year olds, right? So, you know, you could definitely see where somebody might argue, but I mean, kids just don't smoke cigars. It's just not something they do. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's just not something kids do. It's that simple. Well, I mean, right? They do not. <laughs> Any other? Yeah, that's true. Any other uh, world-saving thoughts there? What well, else no, you got, I mean, Mo? What else you got? Oh, well, I mean, it's just, you know, you get, you get like, you start looking at the, the nature of this law and the nature of this regulation, and you're just like, I mean, it would be like, uh, you know, we're going to save the whales, so we're going to put a protection on the lions and the Serengeti. You know? Makes Ecosystem's no sense. complex, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Cal, but I mean, 
know, I, I think there's a more pinpoint approach they could take to saving the whales than protecting the, the lions in the Serengeti. Probably okay. so. You know, there's a more direct approach. So That's the FDA. Though. Um, you got to take it all out. <clears throat> yeah, well, you, you got to... Gotta keep Uncle Sam employed. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me is uh, we had we had a, an election recently, and I'm not going into any of the results on that at all, except to talk about uh, a referendum that was on our ballots <laughs> in Wisconsin uh, related to marijuana. Mm. Right, so we keep getting more and more legal marijuana, and this is mm. just something that pisses off cigar smokers. Right, more more legal marijuana and more illegal cigars over time. <laughs> Which just seems kind of weird. Yeah, well, the, you got to ask yourself where, where's the uh, where's the money coming from the, for the support, right? Sure. And let's be real, the cigar industry doesn't exactly have a united front, and the people <coughs> with the big pockets actually want the regulation. So mm-hmm. sure, drive everybody else out, right? And that's some that's not true for all of them. It's true for some of them. Mm. Like I think I think Rocky Patel has pretty deep pockets, but I think he's actually putting up a pretty good fight. Yeah, but uh, Kyle, I mean, we're not talking about Rocky Patel. No, we're not. We're not. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you. I just want to make yeah, sure yeah. we're not saying it's all the big guys because it's not all the big right. guys. But um, I mean, even in I don't know that Rocky Patel is he's not the spokesman that I'd really want for the cigar industry. But you know, here we are. But I mean, as big as Rocky Patel is, I still don't consider him one of the big guys and i no, think when we say big guys uh there's a, a couple in particular you know for sure for sure um so yeah and they, they need to do better but either way uh digress yeah. but yeah you know it's interesting Sp- speaking of the election and listen man they have every right to do what's best for their business and i you can't hate them for that mm-hmm. you okay. can not buy their cigars for that sure but you can't hate them for it sure I because agree. a lot of people would do the same shit if they were in that position. Um, So the other thing is, uh, speaking of elections, I believe the guy who won the Senate seat in North Carolina is a cigar shop owner. Really? Yes. Nice. Hadn't heard that. Yeah, saw that on Cigar Coop. What shop does he have, do you know? uh, Cigar City or something like that. City Cigar, something like that. It's got three locations in North Carolina. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Talk about, you know, when when you walk into a shop and you know exactly the political persuasion that there is based on what's on TV, right? Like, I bet that guy's going to have it even worse. Yeah. Uh, But I've been in shops where the TV doesn't necessarily indicate the views of the clientele, but rather the owner or manager. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. That usually leads to the right clientele in that owner's eyes, though, too. (laughs) over time it's a uh, conditioning process kind of right it's like do i belong here or not let's find out real quick (laughs) so yeah i don't know yeah it's interesting for sure well, is that, know. that all we had this week, or you had another one? <laughs> Here Count. comes Mariano Rivera. <laughs> Drew, it. do you smoke anything this week, man? I did. Uh, no, I had that BBMF last week. Right. Was that was as that? awesome as you would hope? Yeah, I was. Just like the last one I had. They're good, <laughs> man. That's an awesome, That's awesome size. What's the price that you would pay for that? Because that's an expensive cigar. Um, What's reasonable? I'm not sure what I paid for those. Probably, I don't know. I've probably paid 60 bucks maybe for those. Okay, that seems like a good price to me. I mean, I think they, uh, some of those BBMFs are 100 bucks plus. Yeah. Yeah, shop got them in by me, and they were seventy five. And that, that place has good prices for yeah. the most part. So, some of the ones I have are from the. I guess they're technically not the BBMF size, but they're all all, all of it except for the pigtail um, from the uh, charitable charitable cigar foundation. Oh yeah, the coffins with the opus yeah. and the. Um, Whatever was in it that Some year. Some diamond crown or Julius Caesar yeah. or something. Yeah. 
they had the BBMF size. The one I smoked the other day wasn't, but they have the BBMF size in there, but it's without the pigtail on it. Interesting. So those were 50 bucks for the two. Yeah, that's not bad. It's crazy how that's not bad changes over time, too, as you smoke more and more cigars. <laughs> Doesn't it? Like, I used to be like, when I was in college, I'd be like, oh, God, $5 for a cigar. Jesus. I can get yeah. a, a bunch for that. Yeah. But now I'm like, $5 for a cigar. Is that smokable? I can get five <laughs> swishers for that. <laughs> right. So. That's great. Mo. Anything else, gentlemen? Anything else exciting going on? That's all I got, man. Was that all you had, Cal? That's all I got. Yeah. You had the secret yeah. cigar st- or uh, tobacco story for us. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you ahead of time. Otherwise, you'd come in like with a a thought of the right answer. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the the gut check is the most important part. That was good. People uh, people have been asking for your porn or uh, cigar review. Have they? I'll do that Ooh. again. Maybe next time. I'll see what I can find. I'll have to. I'll have to do some research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you in 15 minutes, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Go a live feed. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You can't tell, but one of my arms is much larger than the other <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. What, what, what is that noise, Mo? We back on your car? Oh, sorry. There we are. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Huh? Okay. Oh, yeah, dude, it's 28 degrees out. What are you expecting it to be? All right. Sitting outside? Yeah, 28 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) Just so we're clear. It's it's important. All right, we'll do it again next weekend then. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Cheers, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsofsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. <laughs>